For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Yo, yo, what's poppin' Zinger Nation? Happy Friday. Uh, this is the Moon or Bust Show, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. My name is Logan Ross, and I am joined today by the DeFi developer, Brian Moore. How you doing, Brian? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. And wannabe crypto Twitter influencer, Ryan McNamara. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm good, Logan. How are you? I'm doing great. How's your uh, crypto Twitter influencer dream going today? You know, it's going pretty good. I have .eth in my name, so you know I'm the real wow. deal. It's sure. uh, definitely not a wannabe thing anymore. I'm getting close to a million, so. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're about, what, 999,000 away? Uh, more or less, yeah. Yeah, nice. It's a well, marathon, I'm, not a race. I am exactly. rooting for you, and I know Zinger Nation is as well. We have a huge interview coming up for you today. The FEG token, Feed Every Gorilla. This one is going to be huge. It's going to be a big one. Uh, more than likely our biggest one yet. So stay tuned. Get hype. Uh, if there's anyone from the FEG community out there, smash the like button. Let us know that you guys are a strong community. Uh, and subscribe to subscribe to the channel. Welcome to Benzinga. Welcome to uh, Zinger Nation. We're happy to have you. If you haven't heard about us before, uh, we are a company that's dedicated to empowering the individual investor, the retail investor, the retail trader. Uh, we are not the suits. We are the t-shirts and the sweatpants, uh, and we are happy to have you as a part of Zinger Nation today. Um, okay, so first up, we're going to talk about Mark Cuban uh, getting rug pulled. Maybe it wasn't really a rug pull. It was actually a little bit more complicated than that. Um, but this, is, this has been going all over. So there's this, this new DeFi product came around like a month or two ago called Iron Finance, right? Uh, and this was the, the golden child of DeFi and yield farming. Uh, at one point, there was $3 billion of USDC staked uh, into this uh, network. Almost the entirety of USDC on Polygon was in this one protocol. Uh, and so, so they have two tokens. The first one is the Iron token. The second one is the Titan token. So Iron is a stable coin that's pegged to USDC. Uh, and Titan as well. Titan is the collateral token, which is supposed to absorb the market volatility caused by shifts in supply and demand for iron, which is the, the stable coin. So uh, like I said before, the total value locked in the iron stable coin uh, briefly hit $3 billion. Uh, and they, so, so they have collateral backing um, and that w it started at one and they lowered it as the platform grew. They lowered it down to 0.75 uh, USDC, backing each uh, uh, stablecoin, iron, iron stablecoin that they had. Um, so that means that every time they, meant, they minted a new iron stablecoin, there were 25 cents of, being, of Titan, 
which is like the balancer that would need to be bought from the market. Uh, and this would, all these buys would drive upward pressure, uh, causing the price of the token to go up and increasing demand. Uh, this was a great system until it wasn't, okay? It ended up backfiring on them when a couple big sales started moving the price down. Uh, and when this happened, the, the peg of the stablecoin only updates every 10 minutes. So these sales dropped the price of the stablecoin to 90 cents before the Oracle had a chance to catch up. And during those 10 minutes, anyone could buy iron, the stablecoin for 90 cents and immediately redeem it for 75 cents of USDC and 25 cents of Titan. So they could buy it for 90 cents, get a dollar's worth of cryptocurrencies immediately, uh, which they would obviously immediately sell for risk-free profit. So this caused the price to collapse immensely. There was a, sh a shit ton of downward pressure came in, flooded the market uh, as soon as that peg was lost. Uh, and then this spiraled downwards and Mark Cuban, who was invested in Iron Finance, he was one of the main liquidity providers um, for, for Titan, and he got hit like everyone else. Uh, and, you know, when you see those, those huge, yield, huge, huge yields, those uh, uh, one comma, thousand, thousand percent, multi thousand percent yields, uh, it might be good, too good to be true. That's just my take on it, though. Um, yeah, this situation is super interesting, and uh, it's it's a good lesson to everyone who's getting into DeFi. Um, Ryan, do you have any thoughts that you want to share on this situation? Uh, yeah, it definitely brings light to under-collateralized stablecoins. Um, I'm not too familiar with Titan Token or Iron Finance. Um, I've really only looked into it because of this to see whether or not it was a rug pull or if there was something else going on here. Uh, and it does seem like there was something else going on here. It looks like their token was under collateralized. And I guess this is, like you said, a learning experience for a lot of DeFi investors. And really, like, it's really important to know how these cryptocurrencies are collateralized and like whether or not these stable coins will always equal a dollar plus or minus one cent or not. Um, and it was pretty clear when we saw Mark Cuban's post that there wasn't very much interest with Titan since he was the only like liquidity provider on the platform. Um, so that's another important lesson to learn is if you're the only liquidity provider on a platform, there's probably something up with it, right? I mean, I wouldn't invest in anything that didn't have thousands of people already into it in an operating ecosystem with a bunch of people behind it. Yeah, but it's crazy. They had $3 billion uh, staked on their platform, locked on their platform within a matter of weeks. Um, it's just That just blows my mind. And it, it came so quickly, it doesn't really surprise me that it left quickly as well. Uh, Brian, have you been following the situation at all? Yeah, a little bit. I was trying to find that. Uh, I found so someone tweeted Mark Cuban that he put his uh, his time over his money, and that was one of the reasons why, like, he it, it was so big of a, a deal that he got pulled because he he previously he tweeted that banks need to look out for DeFi crypto, and banks need to be really scared of DeFi crypto. And um, shortly after, a couple of days after, this happens to him. And um, it, it's like, well, man, you were pulling for us. You were doing so well. And then you put your um, you put your mind into something you didn't even put take the time to invest. You didn't do your own research. And then you're tweeting all this stuff that says do your own research to make sure you know what you're tweeting about. But before that, you said hey, everyone, go into DeFi. And so it kind of gives us like a, or gives the whole space a um, kind of a black mark in a sense. But 
I don't think it's going to affect anything. I think that DeFi is still going to go up. I think banks should be scared of DeFi. But it was such a weird happenstance for it to happen back to back like that, where he was all for it. And then directly now he's like, we need regulation in DeFi. We need these stable coins to be regulated. It's like, well, which where are you going with it? And that's kind of how I how I took it. Yeah, I definitely. So here, he, here's the chart uh, on Titan. Went from $62 to zero uh, in 16 hours. That is not stonks. All righty. So that is the Mark Cuban uh, DeFi disaster. Uh, and we, okay, so we're having, we're, we're going to do the giveaway, the merch giveaway uh, for our 100 subscribe for our 200 subscribers on the brand new crypto channel um if you guys are new around here we just uh created a benzinga crypto youtube channel for just the crypto videos uh in case you're not into uh getting your your uh, sub box filled with all those other uh pieces of content there, there's a crypto only channel now uh it's benzinga crypto you can look it up in the description below um and we are going to be giving away some moon or bust merch for every 100 subscribers we get until we hit a thousand uh so that's 10 people who are going to get one of these brand new shirts uh so we have a decentralized everything a layer two enthusiast uh, a hodl mob and just a classic moon or bust with the logo and these ones are really cool they have the logo on the back right here uh as well um so even if you don't win you can just come uh, to swag.benzinga.com and pick them up yourself um, yeah, so we we haven't figured out how to download a list of the subscribers, so we're gonna have to wait and do the giveaway on Monday. Um, but make sure you sub. We're gonna if we hit 300 over the weekend, then we'll give away three shirts on Monday. Um, so stay tuned for that for sure. Um, all right, but without further ado, you guys know what it's time for. RTR Crypto, the man, the myth, the legend from Feg Token. Uh, I'm gonna add him to the stream. How are you doing today? Welcome. Hey guys, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so if you want to just give us a little bit of background about yourself, your background in crypto, um, and the history of Feg Token, as much as you're willing to share, I'm sure the community would love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I got into crypto a couple of years back. Um, I typically traded in, a, in the blue chip stuff for the first year that I was in crypto. And I did relatively well. I 10x my portfolio in a year, and then I got into DeFi with Feg Token. Um, I had been researching DeFi, hadn't really jumped in, stumbled upon Feg, got in about 36 hours into the project, and wow. I've been here ever since. I got uh, modded to be to assist in the project by Feg Rocks, our lead dev, uh, wow. probably a few days into the project. And this is way back when. I mean, it was really early on probably a hundred people in a telegram chat at the most. And, and we were really just brand new, but at that time we were speaking to the developers. They were telling us what their future of the project, what they thought it was going to be, what they wanted it to be in pictured. And so a lot of us jumped on and held on this entire time. And this was uh, February 2nd, I believe the morning of February 2nd that I got in there and we were launched the token launched on the Ethereum side on January 31st and February 12th on the BSC side. So it's still a relatively new project. And we're doing tremendously well um, in regards to holders. I mean, we're up to six, a little over 636,000 holders right now that in just five wild. months. Yeah, so it's been pretty five and a half months now. It's been a little while. But um, yeah, outside of that, a little bit about FEG token. Um, FEG is a hyper deflationary token, meaning that every time somebody makes a transaction, 
buy, sell, transfer, there's a 2% tax, right? So we combine the RFI tokenomics plus the SHIB tokenomics. We we're actually the first ones to do that. Safe Moon and all these others actually forked FEG. So they came out in March. We were out in January 31st and February 12th on both chains. We also innovated this whole multi-chain thing. Everybody now in DeFi is doing ETH side and Binance Smart Chain side. We actually pushed that forward. And now everybody started to copy onto that as well. We also developed a Fed track application. Everybody kind of is forking our Fed track now. They're, they're making an application tracker for their deflationary tokens. So really, we set the standard for this. The difference being that we did, we're not doing our, we, we're doing, we started marketing after we developed the product, after we got the token established, after we pushed out an exchange. Now we decided to start doing some marketing and getting things moving on that front. We have a large update coming version two of our exchange at the end of this month. And that's going to be with all the functionalities that I'll explain in just a minute. Mm -hmm. um, so when I mentioned hyperdeflationary, that concept is whenever somebody buys, sells or transfers the token, it's moved at all. There's a 2% tax. Part of that distribution from the 2% goes to the burn address, which is taken out of circulating supply. The other portion of that is actually sent out and distributed to the community, right? The reflections, quote unquote. And those are sent directly to the wallet. So right now on the Ethereum side, there's we started with 100 quadrillion tokens. At launch, 50 quadrillion were burnt on each chain, right? On the, mm -hmm. both the Ethereum and then when Binance launched, another 50 quadrillion at the initial 100 quadrillion circulating were, were burnt. So the 50 were burnt. So at that point, right, it was 1% to the burn address on the first transaction and 1% to the, to the community, right? Mm -hmm. Well, as the burn address gets larger, it actually consumes more of the 2% tax, making it hyperdeflationary. So right now on the Ethereum side, we have 58 quadrillion of the 100, right? That is in just out of circulating supply. So that means the burn address gets 58% of the 2% tax, right? And on the Binance Smart Chain side, there's 56.3 quadrillion that are burnt. So that means that that burn address on the Binance Smart Chain side is taking 56.3% of the 2% tax and the rest of the community. So as that burn address gets bigger, it consumes more of it, putting positive price pressure on the token and increasing the scarcity of it. Very I know that's a lot to digest, but if you have any questions on it, you know, yeah, kind no, of we'll, shoot them at me. We'll definitely break it down. Um, I know Ryan wants to ask you about the FEG army and the community, um, but before we get into that, I just want to uh, ask you about the, the multi-chain use. Um, so mm -hmm. what was the idea behind that? If you guys, uh, you're saying you're pioneering that, um, what was the idea behind that? Um, and, and how is it playing out? Well, <clears throat> the idea was essentially to, to live by what we stand for, right? Feed every gorilla. When we launched on the Ethereum blockchain, the gas fees were ridiculous. I mean, you were looking at $100. I think the first gas fee that I ever paid when I bought into FEG was $156. And it was like, it was ridiculous, right? Not everybody can afford that. If you've got $20, $30, $50 and you want to put into a, a low cap, you know, micro cap crypto, are you going to be able to afford $150 to get in? Right. And we wanted right. to make this project global. Right. So we said, why don't we just go on both chains? Both tokens will have the same utility on our exchange. We'll have mm -hmm. a 100 quadrillion total circulating supply, but 50 of that on each side is burnt. Right. So now both sides are hyperdeflationary and they, you'll be able to swap back and forth when we come out with a bridge on our exchange. Uh, that'll be coming out in July. So you'll be able to go not at one to one ratio, but at a U.S. dollar value, you'll be able to swap back and forth from chain to chain like that. So really we, we did it so that everybody could be involved and it's working out very well actually. So just, uh, I gave you the number of tokens that we are holders that we have 636,000. So of that um, on the Ethereum blockchain, as of right now, there's 67,100, right? And then there's on the Binance Smart Chain side, 569,372. 
Wow. So you can see how, you know, it really did make a difference in adoption for the project. And I think people saw the success with that and they decided to kind of copy that innovation, you know, frontiering this like the way we did. Awesome. Awesome. So you you said you're adding a bridge to swap between the two currencies at the U.S. dollar value. Uh, so this means that these the tokens on different chains trade at different values, correct? Yeah, it's just like how rap Bitcoin trades with Bitcoin. You know, they're going to run together. People arbitrage back and forth, and it's actually brought the price closer together over time. When the Binance Smart Chain side launched, it was actually six times lower in value than the Ethereum side in just the 12 days or 13 days that, you know, that the E side had been out, it had kind of pumped up, you know, a significant amount. So when the Binance side came out, it had been, it was significantly lower, but over time, it's actually closed that gap. And the Binance side has surpassed the Ethereum side multiple times while we've been climbing in an upward trend, uh, you know, for the past five and a half months. Um, right now, the Ethereum side sits at, uh, a little bit higher than the Binance Smart Chain side, but they tend to run together. And, you know, based off people arbitraging back and forth on different exchanges, whether they're buying and selling on Uniswap and going to FegX, our exchange at fegexchange.com, or they're doing the same thing with PancakeSwap and our exchange, it kind of moves or moves things around a bit, but the price has been balancing out pretty well. Very cool. So I had a question about the Feg Army. Who exactly is the Feg Army? And what do they do and how are they involved in the space? So the Feg Army is just what we call our community. Um, we are, we're a community-based token, right? Ownership of this contract was renounced on both the Ethereum side and the Binance Smart Chain side. And so this is a community-owned project. We have a group of us that are on the admin team. It's about 30 admins. And then on, on the team as well is a group of moderators. So we have the voice chat moderator group. We also have a text chat moderator group. And I run a global admin chat and we have over 20 uh, Telegram chats, channels, I should say, for different languages across the globe. And so we have administrators that run those chats and moderators within those chats as well. And then I oversee a group with, along with a few other of the admins from the core group um, on Telegram. And we you know, oversee those and we push out accurate information and keep uh, questions asked. And we'll go in there and do, I go in there and do AMAs, um, ask me anythings with the global communities and i'll use a translator so it takes a little bit more time but it's definitely something that's necessary so we get all the accurate information out there but the feg army is like i said we got about in our main token chat right now i think we have about 107,402 people as of right now and you go into the chinese community you got another 10,000 the turkish community another 5,000 i mean we have a lot of just a, a lot of people and our community is strong i don't know if you've seen us on coin stats we've been trending on twitter uh, on twitter pretty strongly, uh, we, our community goes out there and they really do put a lot of work into promoting the coin. So we call it the Feg Army because they are strong. Yeah, that's pretty clear. I mean, 20% of your token holders seem to be in some type of group chat with you guys, which does seem like a very strong community. Um, something else I was looking into on Feg, uh, Feg Token's website is FegX, which looks like something really interesting you guys have created. And I saw you can actually stake Feg Tokens on FegX and get about 80% annual interest, which is very high, much higher than Aave or Uniswap. Um, so how do you earn interest by staking FEG and where does this interest come from? Yeah, absolutely. So our exchange, FEG exchange, has numerous reward systems and it's gonna take a second to break them down. So I'll talk a little bit slower because it's kind of confusing. So for staking, uh, those none of these, none of the rewards are just from a pot. They all come from transactions and volume. 
right? So for every transaction on the exchange, every sell transaction, there's a fee. And for that fee, there's a 0.12% part of that fee that gets distributed to those who are staking on each respective chain. So it's not for, it, you know, if you're on the Ethereum side, you have FEG ERC, you're going to get a percentage of 0.12% of the sales on the Ethereum side of our, of our exchange. If you're on the BSE side with FEG BSC, then of course you're going to get sell transaction fees pushed to that staking pool on the Binance Smart Chain side. So the way that works is it's not just FEG token that you're earning that from. It's actually every token that ever lists on FEGX will push 0.12% of every sell transaction fee to the stakers of FEG token, the FEG, stake, FEG, FEG token stakers. So it's actually pretty amazing. And the APY on that is, you know, you really can't calculate it out. It's just exponential. If you imagine when we, when we go live to V2 at the end of this month, there will be an auto listing function on the exchange. People will be able to go in and put their tokens on there. And as we get, you know, 50, 100, 1,000 tokens on the exchange, those, you know, those transactions in that volume is going to be pushing a tremendous amount of, of uh, passive income to our holders. So not only do you receive that from what tokens list on FEGX, you also really receive your, your reflections, right, from the frictionless rewards of FEG tokens. However, those tokens are auto-converted into FETH or FBNB, which is our natively wrapped ETH or BNB, and added to your rewards that come from staking because your staking rewards also come in the form of FETH or FBNB because they're taken from the transaction fees, right? And all of that FETH and FBNB, I know you were talking about collateralization earlier, all that stuff is one-to-one -one with Ethereum that was brought onto the exchange and converted. So it's all backed up. There's no way for that, you know, there's nothing going on in the background on that. So everything is backed up. So you can take that FBNB or FETH and just unwrap it and actually just take it and transact with ETH or BNB. It's smart chain BNB. So you get those, you get your percentage of the frictionless rewards that come in that form as well. And then on top of that, and this is kind of going a little bit further down the road of what we're going to speak on, but we have another, we have a launch pad coming out called Smart DeFi. And Smart DeFi is a platform that essentially creates a rug proof environment because the token holds its own liquidity. And so it's its own decentralized exchange, essentially. And with that, every token that launches on the Smart DeFi platform will also feed 0.12% of every sell transaction fee to the Fed stakers on each respective chain. So you're getting 0.12% of every sell for every token ever on FEGX, 0.12% of every sell transaction fee on every token that ever launches on Smart DeFi platform, and your frictionless rewards that come from just buy, sells, and transfers from that 2% tax that we spoke about in the beginning. So I know that's a lot, but yeah, that's 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 exactly how our stake Okay. Works. So when you stake FEG token, then is it converted into like BNB and ETH to add liquidity to your DEX? Or how does the actual liquidity work on your DEX? Because I saw that you guys are working on uh, having like a liquidity provision option on your website, but that doesn't look functional just yet. Yeah, so the liquidity pools will be coming out uh, uh, with the version two that rolls out at the end of this month. And so with that, you'll have a one-sided staking where you can stake just your FEG tokens, or you'll have two-sided where you can stake paired to FETH or FBNB. Okay, so when you stake your FEG tokens, does that stay in FEG or does that transfer into different tokens to provide liquidity on the exchange? No, that that stays within, that just stays as FEG tokens. That's within a smart contract that's built for the staking functionality. Okay, got you. So where does your liquidity come from on your platform then? The liquidity for in, in FEG tokens? On your, well, yeah, on your DEX for like FBNB and FETH and, and all those. 
uh, the liquidity was added in the beginning. I mean, we've moved liquidity from Feg from Pancake Swap, and also Uniswap is a uh, majority of our liquidity is locked on. Uh, I can't remember the site exactly. Give me one second. I have it saved here. We have uh, a part of our V2 liquidity locked up for Uni side, but all the liquidity is from ETH is uh, is migrating. We're migrating some of the Pancake Swap liquidity from Pancake Swap to FegX as well. It's just uh, FegX isn't live yet. The V2 isn't live. Interesting. So I've never heard of like a one-sided liquidity pool before. So I think this is kind of what Ryan's getting at as well. Um, but where, so where does like the other half of the, the trading pair come from? So what are oh, you talking about? Like the rebalancing? Yeah. So the one-sided liquidity, you tend to have more impermanent losses from that. It's from what I understood speaking to FedRox is I'm not a developer, so I don't get like too technical. I kind of speak about what's on the, on the front end. I know Brian is more of a developer, you guys said, but uh, for me, I would have to ask FedRox about the liquidity function on that. And I would have to ask him about how that rebalances on himself. He's the, he's the mastermind behind it. I know that smart contract's still being developed. So I'd be happy to come back and speak on the one-sided liquidity once the information is given to me when the contract is developed. Cause I think that that's incomplete right now, which is why that function hasn't come out yet. So when that comes out, I'd be happy to come back for a round two and, and we can go over all the, the liquidity stuff once I'm educated on it. Cause I don't have a background in, in tech. So that's not my, that's not my forte. For sure. We'd love to have you back on anytime. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us about the Feg wrap uh, function that you have, and uh, was this part of the audit that you guys ran? Yeah. So, F wrap functionality is basically another reward system that we have, where you can take any token and wrap it on the exchange and earn passive rewards. So, I'll start with the function of F wrapping for F ETH and F BNB, right? Sure. So, since our token is paired to ETH and BNB, you're able to go onto the exchange and buy or sell. You know how when you trade on Uniswap, you go from you know ETH to, to wrap ETH, W ETH, right? And you're transacting that way. It's the same on our exchange, except for instead of being you know roughly five, seven transactions on the back end of Uni, we have just two transactions. It goes from ETH to our F wrapped function, our F wrapped form, our natively wrapped Feg ETH, and then it goes to the token. So every time somebody wraps or unwraps, there's a zero point or there's a one percent fee for the conversion, right? Okay. So if I take one ETH and I want to buy FEG tokens, I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to receive 0 0.99 uh, FETH, right? The 0 0.01 that's missing is the fee, the conversion fee, and that gets distributed to the holders of FETH. So it gets sent to the pool and distributed amongst the holders based on the volume of, of FETH that they hold. So that just gets moved. So that's collateralized by the ETH that was put onto the exchange for buying the token. Right. And then you're you're holding that and you can unwrap that at any time. So anytime that also goes for sell transactions. So anytime you you unwrap a token, you're actually able to get that reward as well. So you'll unwrap. Let's say you unwrap you're you're selling your Fed tokens in the back. It will go into FETH and then ETH. If you're doing it with one FETH value, you're going to receive 0.99 ETH and that 0.01 again to the pool. And that works the same on the Binance Smart Chain side. So the FETH was receiving prior to this whole bitcoin um we'll call it manipulation uh the, the bitcoin did there's been it was about 120 percent apy on the fe side and it was 200 percent apy on the fbnb side so it's pretty pretty tremendous rewards on that 
That's crazy. So the incentive to wrap uh, your ETH or your BNB into the FegWrap system would be to earn those rewards. Um, and that, so, so you're placing your, your currency in uh, the Feg smart contract in order to, to reap those rewards, right? And that was that smart contract part of the audit? The, the, the F wrapping yeah. contract? Yeah. Well, they audited our smart contract, which was uh, just the, the Feg contract. Okay. The contract for the F wrap, I don't believe, has been individually audited. But I could be wrong. I'd have to look into that. Like I said, that's the dev side question. I pretty much handled most of the technical stuff on the front and explaining the functionalities of the exchange and whatnot. But we'll uh, back to that next time then. Yeah, absolutely. I'll ask that question as well. I'll jot that down when we're finished here. But yeah, so, and on top of that F wrap, we have a deployer where you can F wrap any token, right? And there's a, on our FAQ, go to fegtoken.com. Uh, if you go to the FAQ document on the uh, on the menu, you'll be able to see that it's, I think it's number of, it's number 22, I believe. You'll be able to see the uh, YouTube video that shows you how to deploy a token into FRAP function. And when new okay. tokens list on the exchange, you'll actually be able to, they'll be able to pair against other tokens. So they'll be able to pair against like Binance pegged XRP, Binance pegged Cardano, DOT. They'll be able to pair against USDT, DAI, uh, USDC, uh, Uni, Cake, um, SHIB, all these tokens, right? So if somebody says, hey, I wanna sell, let's say my RTR token, right? But I wanna pair against USDT. So now that's on the exchange. Well, if somebody comes and says, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to wrap some USDT. Every time somebody comes to the, to the FEG exchange and they want to do a, they do a buy or sell for RTR token, they're going to be pushing US, F-wrapped USDT to that F-wrapped, uh, FUSDT pool. So you're essentially printing money at that point. You know, Same thing that happens with the FETH and FBNB. The APYs can be crazy. It's just how many tokens are going to list on the exchange and pair against you know, those individual tokens is going to determine the volume will determine how much rewards go to those pools. Interesting. So I had a question a little bit more on the development side. So I'm not sure if you will be able to answer this. Uh, no worries. If not, hopefully we can no, get feel the, free to uh, ask it. I'll write okay, it down sure. if I don't know it. For sure. So my question's about smart swap. I saw that on your website and it lowers gas fees, which is great. Like you oh, said, yeah. gas fees can get super expensive. Uh, this looks like a useful feature. How does it work uh, and how does it essentially just lower gas fees? I can't give the technicals, the mechanism behind the gas fees, but I know I've okay. tested it and the gas fees were 40% lower than the standard ETH gas fees. If you take a look, actually, if you go to that FAQ I was mentioning about early on, uh, we did a couple of transactions when it was first being developed and I, those transaction um, hashes are actually on the FAQ document with some screenshots. So I put those into the FAQ. I will explain smart swap functionality though. So smart okay. swap is essentially an ecosystem. Uh, it's, a, it's a mechanism on the exchange, but I explain it often like a casino. So if I wanna go in and swing trade, it's a swing trading uh, function on the exchange that prevents you from getting the 2% tax to, uh, that we were speaking on earlier about buy, sells and transfers, right? So if you take uh, your FEG tokens and you're gonna go, let's say into smart swap, the quote unquote casino, you're gonna see the doorman. Doorman's gonna charge you 2% tax. Once you're inside the casino and you wanna swing trade, you wanna you want to bounce back and forth between FETH or FBNB to FEG, right? And back and forth, there's no 2% tax. Once you wanna take those FEG tokens out, there's gonna be a 2% tax to come out of that. So while you're inside there, you're able to swing trade, but you're not getting charged any 2% fee. So you don't have to worry about 4% from buying or selling, right? The Having to make up that 4% for buying and selling, which you could be taxed on. The, so that's going to be functional for every token that launches on FEGX, 
which I think is actually going to drive a lot of these RFI tokens to our exchange to launch on because that makes a, a fun way and you know a cheaper way to choose to do swing trading because a lot of people like to trade but excuse me they don't really like the to have to compensate for that four percent right the buying and selling fees so that's a really nice innovative feature um when i tested it it has been about 40 percent reduced gas fee i don't have the mechanism behind it because that's a dev side question but let me write that down and i'll get back to you guys on the next time we do this awesome i think brian has the next question for you absolutely yeah, so, um since you guys are wrapping tokens and everything would you is there any point you guys want to create your own blockchain to like go with your exchange and kind of <laughs> put the middleman in that? Well, it's been something that's been brought up. It's not something that has been told is going to happen. I'll, I'll leave it at this. It's something that if our dev team wanted to do, it's been said that they can do it. Yeah. I, I would imagine that almost be easier than trying to wrap all these tokens and create like the, it'd be as easy as deploying the same kind of smart contract. But I mean, it, it, yeah. it's all up to you guys. I, I see kind of what you guys are doing now, and that makes a little bit more sense. Um, yeah, I'd have to make I, sure that 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 function still pushes the reward. I mean, I'm sure it would still push the reward at that point. But yeah, um, it, like I said, it's a development of our own blockchain has been something that's been brought up. It's been something that was told by the lead developer Fedrox that if he wanted to do one, he could develop one. He's been in the space for over ten years doing dev work. Um, he's been a go-to guy for smart contracts for some years now. And I mean, it, I mean, is the proof's in the pudding. I mean, we had uh, six, about six weeks until our, our exchange went live. You know, uh, he started working on it about two weeks into the project. And, you know, I think about April 1st, we launched FEGX um, after eight versions of the beta. We, were, we launched a beta version of the DEX um, with just the BNB side, right? The Binance Smart Chain side, excuse me. Uh, we did that for about eight versions and then launched live. And then, you know, smoothed out a couple of things, you know, with the user interface over time. And, and it's become, you know, very, very functional and very smooth. And all of these, uh, you know, systems, reward systems have been integrated over time. Staking started. Smart swap, smart swap will be out on June 30th with the rest of V2 um, as the liquidity pools as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's getting more and more interesting. And with the auto listing of tokens coming on there, those reward systems should bulk up pretty significantly. So we're looking forward to it. I mean, there's a lot of growth to come. Still a very young project. What kind of volume are you looking at um, on your swap right now? On the exchange, mm -hmm. you know, our 24-hour volumes on our tracker are uh, pulled from Uni and Pancake at the moment. Right now, okay. we're developing our own charting software. Um, it's going to be called FegChart. We had it uh, paid to have it developed, and we created a relationship with TradingView. And they're okay. going. We're now we'll be using their their tools to uh, to, uh, to utilize their tools on our on our charting software, and it's going to track every token that launches on FegX. And when we when that goes live, it's our track uh, Feg track application will actually start pulling the trading volumes um, from Feg it's from FegX itself. So that's yeah. going to be when we'll I'll have a more accurate idea of that without having to monitor, like go in and, and figure that out how to do that. Those are actually it's actually pretty almost straightforward. There's a little bit of stuff like that's included in that. I, I also have uh, access to the TradingView SDK, so I, I kind of know. I think I know what you guys are working on and that's pretty exciting because it's pretty awesome to be able to take a token address and just chart with it but exactly. on the, on the side of, oh go ahead I'll no no i was just going to say i was just going to say that we were implementing that chart um mm -hmm. on fegx not only fegx but we're going to put that into our feg tracker as well and the feg tracker eventually will have all the tokens that launch on fegx 
and we're actually uh, translating our FegTrack application into 23 languages right now. So we've got about five of them done, and uh, we're just continuing to do that. Our guy that does the tracker is helping out tremendously on the UI side for Feg Exchange. So once that's pushed out, we'll have a little bit more time to to finish those up. But go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I do like the their SDK is awesome, and you can customize it however you want and build it to yourself. It's, it's I think what you guys have might be pretty cool. But what is the Feg Faucet? Okay, so Feg Faucet. So Feg Faucet is essentially like a perpetual fund that was put together by FegRox. He put 22 trillion tokens into a started out with five trillion. And then FegRox was like, you know what, I'm just going to make it 10. And then he said, you know what, I'm just going to make it 20. And then I guess he had an extra 1.7 trillion that he was just feeling you know, generous with and he put it in there. So now it's about 22 trillion tokens that receive the frictionless distribution, right? The reflections. And you can claim that any community member can go there once a day. You're, you're only allowed per wallet once every 24 hours. And when you claim it, it goes down to zero. So you're essentially claiming the, ref uh, the reflections from that, just the reflections on top of the 22 trillion. So uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's just a way to give back to the community. And, you know, we promote those with like larger bags since we're a global project. And, you know, there's people that hold bags of, you know, under a dollar. And then there's people that held bags of, you know, millions of dollars. So really we try to push everybody who's got larger bags just to kind of leave that alone and, and let those who could use it, take it. So it's just a nice way to give back. That's pretty cool. Uh, how do you guys plan to like flip giants, uh, for example, Uniswap and SushiSwap? You know, I think it's not about taking over them. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, if we get a, a fraction of their, of their, uh, you know, their volume, then we'll be doing pretty damn well, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, it, it, it's going to be more of like a one-stop shop, right? You can come in here, you can do, you can, you have, you'll have cheaper gas fees, you'll have a bridge, you know, you're going to be able to trade and earn a, it, the really the, it's about bringing in and getting people to come in and utilize the exchange and earn passive rewards on it. I mean, you can take your tokens, you can F wrap them. You can take tokens like, you know, with that, with, without RFI tokenomics and create an, uh, you know, a reflection system essentially, because you're F wrapping them. And now you're earning rewards in let's say Binance pegged XRP or Binance pegged Cardano. I mean, we know, you know, as somebody who holds XRP, you know, and hasn't let it go, you know, no, what, no matter what, you know, it's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wrap it just, to keep it there and earn rewards on it as people pair against it. Cause I'm not going to sell it yet. You know? So you're taking these tokens and you're, we're essentially changing not just DeFi, but crypto with that, you know, and then with smart DeFi making it rug proof, you know, trying to, trying to safen up the space, you know, well, this one goes out to Mark Cuban, you know, we're trying to, <laughs> trying to safen up the space. I gotcha. One last question from me. Um, so if you guys have the peg tokens and everything, are you planning on to, getting a whole supply of different crypto and like adding them as you go as well to add liquidity to the peg tokens, or is it just through the smart contract you are kind of swapping them and then adding them that way? Like, do you plan with the exchange and everything with staking? Do you plan to keep getting like a, a whole portfolio of these different uh, tokens and adding them individually at any point? You mean providing the liquidity ourselves so they can just swap yeah. in there and not have to not have to go to Binance and get XRP peg XRP? Yeah, that's a better um, way. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's been a discussion. Um, I know that we've this is kind of it's probably saying a little too much. There's been discussions about getting pools. I'll leave it at this. There's been discussions about getting pools of those tokens on our exchange with the with the right with the appropriate channels, and we're that's something that may be coming in the future. Um, for right now, you'll have to go. And I know a reason for that was being that, like I said, FegRox has been in the space for a long time. 
He knows a lot of people. A lot of our admin team, core admin team, have been in the space for 10 plus years and they are very well connected. So we're looking at different options for getting uh, liquidity for those onto the exchange. For right now, it's been a little bit difficult um, for people in the US to get uh, some of these Binance peg tokens. And that's why we've had to explore those options. And we're also looking at getting a fiat, fiat on-ramp um, onto FEGX as well. So we, there's discussions with uh, several um, several companies to do that as well. So those are awesome. all things in the works right now. Yeah. Well, that answered what I was getting at. Thanks. Yeah, no, that was a great question. Uh, so yeah, Feg Army, we see you in the chat. We see you going crazy. We see all the viewers. Welcome to Benzinga. Make sure to smash the like. We got uh, 88 so far, but we got over 300 people watching. Uh, so I think we can get that number up a little bit more. If you're here for Feg and RTR, uh, what is up? Um, okay, so you guys have a partnership, an active partnership uh, with the Pan-African... Uh, Sanctuary sorry, Alliance. Sanctuary Alliance, thank you. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, how that got absolutely. started, and how much you've donated to them so far? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, So we created a partnership with Pan-African Sanctuary Alliance. They're an amazing organization um, in Africa. They got about 23 stations throughout uh, 13 countries, and they do all sorts of work um, with apes and monkeys. And I'm talking about like rehabilitation into wildlife, research, community outreach, education, habitat protection, um, and you know, prevent poaching protection. You know, so people preventing hunters from coming out there. Um, and yeah, so we started that alliance with them uh, partnership early on in the project. Actually, it was one of our admins, um, Colin Casey, reached out to them and said, "Hey, we'd like to do a partnership with you. Can we do that?" Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, they were a little hesitant at first because they had yet to be. Um, involved in any kind of cryptocurrency. So we created a partnership with them. We set up a donation in the beginning where it was like, hey, we have a wallet for them, a designated wallet. We're going to match seven, one to one uh, US dollars for the first $750 per month. And then everybody can donate on top. Well, we've been doing that. And I think over the first couple, first, excuse me, first couple of months while we were still very young, we accumulated about $10,000 at least for them um, in the beginning. Well, recently, we have a, a group of our of the Feg Army. We'll call we'll refer to them as Feg Army, and it's the uh, Mad DeFi guys. Shout out to John Blonde, Trey All Day, uh, Eli, and all those guys, um, Carlos, and uh, those guys run a Mad DeFi YouTube channel and a Zoom channel. So what they do is uh, they interview people. So they got the CEO of uh, Passa, and they did an interview with him. Feg Rocks, our lead dev, watched it. He really you know enjoyed the passion that the gentleman had. And so he donated another $1.1 million worth of Fed tokens to a perpetual faucet, uh, to, a to a perpetual faucet that uh, they're able to cash out the rewards for every month. So that's, uh, that's something that was really big for us. So shout out again to the Mad DeFi guys. You know, you guys do an amazing work and we appreciate you. Awesome. So that's 20K uh, to the charity in total? No, no. So we gave about $10,000 in the first, yeah, it was about 20. In the beginning but now they have a perpetual wallet that does you know it's about 1.127 million dollars in the wallet and so they can pull out the they can pull out the reflections from that every month okay yeah so they've got over a million dollars worth of feg tokens that they're sitting on which has been great so it's it's up to them when they can pull can they only pull out the reflections or can they pull out more if they wanted to if they wanted to pull out the rest of it, we would give them the rest of it. But I think that they're pretty happy with a continuous fund 
giving them money right now. So that was the that was what we talked we spoke to them about, and they were happy with it. They have a crypto wallet set up where they're able to pull out those reflections every month. It's sent it gets re uh, redirected to them, and they are they're very happy with that setup right now. But you know, of course, if something were to happen and needed that money, I mean, that is their money, so they can do with it as they please. For sure. Awesome. Okay, so here at Benzinga, we we are like we said earlier, we're, we are empowering the individual investor, we're empowering the retail trader, um, and we want to protect them um, from from any bad investors. We don't want our audience to lose their money. So I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate for a couple of questions. I got a couple of hardballs for you. Um, let's see what you got. So first of all, we ha we had an argument in the chat earlier um, about uh, someone was getting harassed because they were asking you why you don't show your face. So um, this is totally a personal decision. Crypto is all about anonymity. Um, but why do you choose to remain anonymous, RTR? Uh, a lot of it is for security reasons. I mean, cryptocurrency has been, you know, pretty volatile space lately. And we've had, you know, I actually had planned on doxing. Um, you know, not too long ago, but we've had a couple of issues where we've had some, you know, threatening uh, messages coming into some of the team. I mean, uh, I'm not going to promote his channel, but there's been another couple people that have done some crazy YouTube videos that are trying to bash us and trying to figure out who we are. And it's just been, mm -hmm. it's been a little bit wild. So I figured uh, I just, you know, stay, you know, on, out of the spotlight for now. Um, I mean, my backstory, a lot of people know my story. I'm a student, a medical student. I'm halfway through medical school. Um, I've been in crypto for a couple of years now, like I said, um, I've actually had to postpone one of my board exams for this for this project a, a three times now. Uh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, it's just been, you know, such a large thing and these opportunities only only last for so long. Um, and also some of our team is doxxed. I mean, you have Tommy, who's our developer for FegTrack. A couple of our admins have have are are out there with their identities. You know, they post their names and stuff all the time. So it's not the entire team. It's just a couple of us, you know, a few several of us that have remained anonymous, but awesome. Well, we hope that clears it up for everyone in the chat. Okay. Uh, uh, this might not be a, a very difficult question, but I heard there was an, a different uh, meaning for FEG. Uh, it started off standing for something other than feed every gorilla. Could you tell us what that was? Yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, I don't know if guys swear yep, on here. Yep. Go for it. Yeah. So that was, uh, it, it was developed initially as a meme token, right? And it was meant, okay. it was, it was called fuck Emily goats. Um, she that? was, she was the developer of the initial RFI token um, that rugged it. And uh, so that was how that came about. Gotcha. And yeah, so she stole like several million dollars from the community. And so it was developed basically as a as a we don't like rugs community. Right. So that's how okay. that played out. And uh, after that, it was rebranded and we decided to put some utility behind it. And then, you know, we've gone in the direction of feed every gorilla since that was very I think we changed that the first the first uh, couple of days, you know, so that was just a. Uh, how it launched out and it just caught so much traction right after the, it was around the whole wall street bets you know time and everything and so things just kind of okay. picked up a lot of traction so we've just we just run with it you know a lot of people have have uh you know not very many people find it to be a big deal i know some people most people laugh about it um but some people are a little weird about it but it hasn't it has not been a problem as you can see with over six hundred and thirty six thousand holders right now in five months so most definitely. Um, okay, so why do you choose to uh, to not make your code open source, or have I just not been able to find the right GitHub page? Is it open source for the Feg Exchange or for the well, contracts? Is, is there any part of it that is uh, that is publicly available? We found the all token. The, yeah, yeah. All the all the the smart contracts you can see in the token. The intellectual property behind the exchange, you're not going to be able to get. Uh, our lead dev just doesn't want everybody copying it. We've had, and I won't mention names, but we've had many of the projects in the space that are, are trying to create 
um, exchanges reach out and ask for help on development of their exchanges. Um, and that hasn't happened. It's been a no. And uh, we know that, you know, there many of these projects have said they're going to make something they haven't they've yet to do it. Uh, we at FEG put our money where our mouth is. And whenever we say something's going to be developed, you know, here it is. And I think we've proven that with the development of our FEGTRAC application and the push out and the rollout of FEGX, um, you know, in just six weeks time and, you know, the continued development of that project, of this project in itself. So um, we're just, it's, it, he's just so worried about people taking it and, you know, and forking it much like everybody forks uni and, and pancake swaps. So that's why that, that's why you haven't been able to get that. For sure. Okay, so could you talk to us a little bit about the wallet distribution? Um, how big are the biggest bag holders? What percentage of the supply do they control? I believe the biggest bag holder on the Ethereum side is roughly 1.8 quadrillion. Um, and out that's how many again? 500? Out of, out of, yeah, well, circulating supply is 500, right? Uh, so if you go to holders right here, I have the page open. So it looks like it's the biggest one. So the first address is the burn. Second is the staking. So you have yeah. 1.877 quad. Um, and that's actually a community member. That's not anybody on the team. Surprisingly, okay. uh, so this was a fair launch project. No, none of the team got any tokens. Um, there's no distribution. None of the team is paid. It's all volunteer, uh, voluntary. Like everybody here is just volunteers. There's no, you know, monetary incentive. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest wallet holders are actually community holders. Um, and some of them have showed us who they are. I actually got a text message today about who the 1.877 was because there was a guy who bought, I think, uh, 24 trillion a while back and he sold 24 trillion back to back today and it was dumping his token. So I got a message saying, hey, show them this video. It's my, you know, 1.877. You know, I'm still here. I'm not selling anything. Um, and if you click on uh, that wallet, that 1.877, uh, he's only got in transactions throughout his entire portfolio from the very beginning. So there's that. And on the Binance Smart Chain side, uh, I'd have to double check it, but let me see here. Uh, yeah, it's about the same 1.845 quadrillion. So uh, that one as well. You know, these are all these are all community holders. These main wallets here, and it looks like. Uh, let's see here. Let's open up this page. Yeah, it looks like his uh, most recent transactions. He's taken a little bit of profit. You know, one three point six trillion tokens in the past hundred days or so. So, so yeah, he's uh, he's definitely holding too. Gotcha. And so, so what do you say to those out there uh, who accuse Feg of being like a sort of pyramid scheme? Since there's this re reflection redistribution, uh, the biggest bag holders are obviously getting the biggest percentage of the passive income of any of the holders. So, what do you say to the critics out there uh, who say Feg is a pyramid scheme? It's a scam. Yeah, I've heard this argument from a lot of these blue checkmark people, and uh, that might paint a target on me, but I've heard that a couple of times. And, uh, you know, that's not just for, for FEG. That's, they try to paint that on all these deflationary tokens. And a lot of that is because a lot of them are Doge maximalists, you know, and I have nothing <laughs> negative to say about Doge, but I'm just saying that, you know, we're, while we're deflationary, they're inflationary. So, you know, they, they want to paint this picture of, oh, it's a scheme because you're getting a reward. It's, you know, but what I love about the reflection concept is that you're earning as people are transacting. And it's not like you're only earning passive rewards when somebody buys in. Like, I don't need you. I don't need you, Logan, or you, Brian, or you, Ryan, to buy in right now for me to for me and everybody else in the community to make passive rewards. If I want to make a sell or a buy, everybody who's already in the project is going to get is going to earn that without anybody else joining. So we're all earning it. And I would say to anybody who says it's unfair that people with a bigger bag 
um, get more rewards than somebody who doesn't, I would say, is it fair for somebody who put, you know, a hundred thousand dollars into the, into the project, um, to earn the same amount of rewards as somebody who put a dollar? Does that make sense to you? I mean, that's, you know, that's the concept. The concept is, you know, greater the risk, the greater the reward. So you put in you, the more you invest, the more you, the more you get in return. So I think that's a fair concept. So in, in regards to a pyramid scheme, I would say it's not, uh, in the, in the manner that you're not just you're not only earning rewards from your reflections, right? That's just one small portion of the passive rewards that you can actually earn in this project. You can go and you can do the F wrapping that we spoke about. You can do the staking that we spoke about and you're earning still those reflections, but you're also capitalizing on, you know, every token that ever lists on the exchange. So there's, there's just so many ways to earn on this. Awesome. So now we're going to turn to some chat sourced questions. Um, so, uh, Thatcher says, looking how old Feg is, did Feg create the first project with this for uh, frictionless reward idea? You said earlier that safe moon is actually a fork of Feg, which is something that I didn't know. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, I can elaborate on that. Well, you know, RFI is, it's an RFI tokenomics thing, right? The reflections of frictionless rewards. Okay. And then the deflationary, uh, concept from SHIB. Um, but they do, I believe, manual burning. So ours is, uh, we did 50 quadrillion initial burn, right? And as I mentioned, makes it hyper deflationary because the bigger that wallet gets, the more of that 2% it actually takes. Um, so we were the first to combine the, the RFI frictionless reflections, you know, the reflections plus the deflationary concept like that. And then after which numerous projects have begun to fork us. And as you said, you know, repeating what I said earlier, yeah, SafeMoon did actually fork FEG token. They just took it and uh, actually, you know, increased the tax to 10%. Gotcha. Uh, thank you for answering that. We don't actually have a whole lot of questions from the chat. Seems like we uh, got most of the big ones out of the way earlier. Um, so if you want to lay out anything about the future of the project, uh, drop any resources for the chat to look at, uh, the floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, absolutely. I would say we're looking forward to version two of FEGX coming out on the 30th. I mentioned the FEG, I think we talked about a lot of the innovative stuff on the exchange. Um, so we on the 30th, like I mentioned, you're having the uh, smart swap functionality coming out. You'll be able to swing trade. Liquidity pools will be out. You'll be able to see uh, coming in July, we're going to have the FEG, uh, FEG chart software coming out. The bridge will also be coming out in July. Um, we're actually looking at taking a billboard in uh, early July as well in Times Square in New York City. So we'll be having that pushed out as well. Um, you're going to see a lot more marketing once we have V2 out, uh, once uh, it goes live, because we want to have a fully functional exchange before. We, and that's that, like I said, that billboard is going to come out after V2 comes out because we want to have everything squared away before we start really pushing out uh, a stronger marketing uh, movement. Um, outside of that, I mean, we're just going to continue and continue to grow the way we have been and, you know, adapt with the ever changing space. You know, that's that's the best we can do, just like everybody else. Hell yeah, we love it. Well, RTR, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today. Uh, and thank you for your great answers. We're looking forward to having you back on in the future. Uh, thank you all to the FEG community, the FEG army for coming and joining us today on the stream. If you're new around here, make sure you subscribe, stick around for more. Uh, we have Moon or Bus coming to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2 p.m. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to the Benzinga Crypto channel, which is the top link in the description. Uh, it's a crypto-only channel. Um, once again, this is Moon or Bus, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. My name is Logan Ross. I'm joined by Brian Moore and Ryan McNamara. This has been the FEG interview. Thank you all for watching. We will see you on Monday. <laughs>